0: Memories. You know, memories are the funniest thing. Some of us, like my wife Christina, can call up memories from years gone by and recount them as if they had happened yesterday. But for many people, and like me, most memories t- tend to lie dormant in our minds. They're like a shy kitty cat. They hide in the deep recesses of our memory, nearly forgotten, but then... Like a flash, something will arouse that sleeping tiger, and with a rush, all those memories come flooding back to our consciousness. In an instant, we can experience the exuberant joy of youthful love or the bitter pain of grief and loss. Without a thought, it seems, we can relive again the thrilling delight or haunting terror of bygone years. You know, it starts with associations. It may be something as small as the sound of footsteps or a voice that puts us in mind of a loved one long ago. Maybe it's a song not heard in years or even a cell phone ringtone that used to be on my phone a long time ago. Perhaps you may catch a whiff of a familiar scent. How many of you have a favorite smell? I have a favorite smell. It, you might think I'm a little strange when I describe it to you. It's not cologne. It's not baking bread. It's not even the scent of a rose, although maybe I like many of those scents. They're a pleasant scents. but... It's the smell that brings back to my mind the strongest memories from my childhood. It's kind of a funny combination. I'm not sure how to describe it. It starts with the smell of sunscreen on warm bodies mixed with a humid whiff of exhaust from an old gas engine. Then you mix that with the smell of slightly damp carpet, throw in a little bit of mildew, and the pungent fragrance of old leather. You have the recipe for the most beautiful smell in the entire world. To me, that is. You see, that smell to me brings back memories of summers spent camping on the lakeshore with my parents And my grandparents, and spending our days speeding up and down the lake on my grandpa's old speedboat. Memories of learning to water ski, and then learning to ride the kneeboard. Anything you could put in the water, and you could pull behind the boat. We rode it. We tried it. We fell off of it. We almost drowned, but we had fun. And at the end of the day, oh, then we then we go swimming, and we'd swim around, and we'd swim around. Until our fingers and toes looked like little prunes all shriveled up in the water. And then we'd finally climb back in the boat and we'd go back to our campsite and we'd roast vegetarian hot dogs and marshmallows and tell stories around the campfire. And then there was the year that it rained and it poured rain and our tent leaked and everything got so wet. But Grams and Papa, that's what I called my grandma and grandpa, Grams and Papa, they brought their mobile home, their, their motor home, and they were camping in their motor home next to us. So mom and dad and my brothers and I all climbed into their motorhome on top of them and I'm sure mom and dad were probably not making fun memories at the time but for my brothers and I it was the most fun to poke around every corner of that motorhome and just get in every bit of mischief that we possibly could while it was raining outside. All the the memories that come back from the smell of exhaust and old leather. You see it's the associations those memories, and so many others, come to mind. You know, and sometimes all I have to do is start up the lawnmower, or maybe smell some leather, and all of a sudden I'm reliving all of those memories all over again. You know, sometimes though it's a tangible object that brings back memories of a loved one. Be careful, might like Start crying here. <laughs> a, a few weeks ago, I was over at Mom's place and uh, going through the the uh, the shop and cleaning out the shop and I saw this sitting up on one of the shelves and I immediately recognized it out through the shop there's all kinds of, all of my dad's tools were there and, and uh, things that he'd made but this is something a little wooden bowl that he had made years and years and years ago and it sat on his dresser it sat on his desk I think one time it may have had candy in it another time it had just had change in it when I found it it was all dusty and was full of screws I'm not sure why he was keeping it there but I recognized it and I had to have that so it's now mine <laughs> you can't have it to you, to any of you this may just be oh, an odd wooden bowl but to me it's something special because when I see this bowl it brings back all the memories of my dad you know, it's hard to lose a loved one I knew, my father, last year about this time he knew he was dying he didn't know how soon he wouldn't he wouldn't admit it to any of us but before he passed away he let us all know just how much he loved us for my birthday only a couple weeks before he passed he he gave me a birthday card as he always does but always before he always would just sign his name on the card And mom was the one, if there was a message written in there, it would be written in mom's handwriting and then he would sign it. Not that he didn't love us or wish us a happy birthday, but he showed his love in different ways, you know. And he it was always hard. He didn't want to write things out by hand. If he wrote anything, he would type it out on the computer. But he wouldn't write things out by hand. But he gave me a birthday card. And he hadn't just signed it, but he'd written in that card a note. I'm so proud of you, son. And It meant so much to me. I still have that card, by the way. I'm never going to get rid of it. I'm never going to let anything happen to it. I didn't bring it today because I didn't want to lose it. But I'll always treasure that note. I'll always treasure those words. Because those words are the memory of my dad. You know, Jesus tried to prepare his disciples for his death, before his crucifixion, And he tried to prepare them for that time when he would no longer be with them in person. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and verse 25, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you while I was present with you. I said this to you while I was here with you. But there's coming a time when I'll no longer be there. In verse 28, he says, You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. I'm going away. I won't always be here. Treasure my words, he says, because someday they will only be a memory. Time and again, Jesus tries to get his disciples to realize he won't always be here. Take note. Listen. Listen to the words. Before the words are only a memory and then when the time comes and the event happens and the person is no longer with us how do we jog those memories we we find ourselves scratching our heads what did he say what was his exact words how and pretty soon the memory becomes swallowed up and our emotions overwhelm us And then it is that we need something else. Something besides just an object or a smell to remind us of the memories that we had. You know, sometimes it's the people that were there. The people that were there during the circumstance. The people that knew that person before they passed away. And we form a special bond with those people. You know, it may not have to be a person passed on, it could be an event. I can imagine right about now. Well, I could uh, let's say probably 20 years from now, 30 years, 40 years from now, people will people who lived in Houston in the late summer of 2017 will meet another Houstonian and will say, "Were you there in August of 2017? Were you there in the great flood?" And if that person was a total stranger to them because of the fact that I was there and you were there, there's a common bond and we're now friends because we both survived that flood together. You know, when I when I bump into someone in Somerset and talk about, you know, someone that's been in Somerset for some time and we're making small talk, I always ask them, y- were you ever at the community college? Did, you know what years maybe would you have gone to the community college? And What I'm wanting to know is did you know my dad? And I've gotten to know uh, quite a number of people who knew my dad maybe they were a student or a coworker. they knew my dad at the college in some way and all of a sudden if I didn't know them before I feel like I've got a bond there with these people because they know someone that's near and dear to me people who were there can remind us of the person and bring back to our minds the memories and the words even when our minds forget they may remember And they may know experiences that I have never known. Things about, for example, my dad that I never knew. And I learn and I can relive the memories with the person. In John chapter 14, again, you should still be there. John chapter 14, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. You see, friends, when Jesus was on this earth, he was not alone. He was here, he said, everything that I do, you see the Father, everything that I'm doing, I'm doing through the Holy Spirit. All three persons of the Godhead were being manifest in Christ's ministry here in this earth. And though he is no longer personally present with us in his body, Yet he is present with us in the person of his Holy Spirit. And we can still cling to the memory, not just the memory, but it's more than that because we have his presence in the person of his Holy Spirit. We see the same concept in 1 Corinthians 4, and verse 17. Paul is speaking to the Corinthian believers and he says how he had sent his co-worker Timothy to them. First Corinthians four verse seventeen. For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Get this, who will remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach everywhere in the church. Sometimes it's the people that were there that know those memories with us that can best help us to remember. But friends, I want to submit to you there's one final thing that can help to put us in remembrance, so to speak. Perhaps the best way that we can continue to remember is to repeat the same experience over and over and over again, to keep it fresh in our memories, and at the same time to relish the memories of bygone years. Perhaps that's why that Christina and I, every year, we make it a point to go out on the lake and it's true, the speedboat is gone, and it's not the same. But it, there's so much that is the same that, as we make happy memories together, spending some a few days each summer camping on the lake, we can relive, at least for me, the childhood mem- my childhood memories of camping on the lake with my mom and my dad, and my grandma and my grandpa—and all of those wonderful and beautiful memories come back to mind as we repeat the same experience year after year. You know, friends, this is one reason that I believe why God commanded us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Why is it that there is something so special about that one day, that one 24-hour period? My friends, it is because of the memory. It is because of what it points back to all the way back in the Garden of Eden. You see, friends, God created this world in six days, a perfect, beautiful world. He planted a garden. Everything about that Garden of Eden was perfect in every detail. And he put the man and the woman, perfect, sinless, into that garden and spent the Sabbath day, the very first Sabbath, with them in rest in enjoyment of the creation that he had made in a celebration of their love and fellowship together and friends 6,000 years later this earth is marred by the marks of sin we have pain and grief and loss because of sin but one day in seven on the seventh day of the week, the Sabbath, we have a memorial in time, a remembrance of the Eden that was lost, and a looking forward to the promise of Eden restored. A shared experience in the Sabbath hours. But the Sabbath is not the only experience Christ has told us to remember. Christ and his life on earth gave us an example of baptism, an experience that every believer can partake in, both literally and spiritually. In a literal baptism, the believer is immersed, lowered down into a watery grave, so to speak, and brought back up to live in the newness of life in Christ. It's a physical, tangible experience. But it represents the memory that more than a memory, the experience of every believer in death to the old life, and rising to walk in the new life, of conversion, of the transformative and cleansing power of God's grace. In the same way, during the last hours of his earthly life, Christ set another example for his disciples. First, he taught them a lesson of humility. But even more than that, a lesson of forgiveness, of continued cleansing. As Christ entered that upper room on that last night with his disciples, his disciples were bickering and fighting. They had no idea that they were making memories. They had no idea this would be the last supper that they would spend with Jesus. But as he enters this room, he lays aside his outer garment and takes up a towel and begins to wash their feet. Turn back with me one chapter in John to John chapter 13, and verse 12. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. Verse 14 now. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. You see, friends, it would have been memorable enough as it was if Jesus had simply washed his disciples' feet. But Jesus didn't intend for this to be just another memory. Jesus intended for this to to become an experience, not just for his disciples, but for every believer that should follow after in his steps, to enter into this experience of humility, and this experience of cleansing, of washing, of regeneration. Something we could repeat over and over and over again as a way of cementing in our minds, so that we would never forget to acknowledge and to accept this work of cleansing in our hearts. Then immediately after Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he sat down to eat the Passover meal with his disciples. Little did they know that this would be the last supper they would eat with him, but Jesus knew. And again, Jesus created not just a memory, but an experience A right, if you will, for his disciples to continue to practice. If you turn with me to Luke chapter 22. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke chapter 22 and verse 19. Luke 22 and verse 19. And he took bread and gave thanks, and broke it and gave to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you. He says to his disciples, Do this in remembrance of me. Not just once, not just now, but continue." Continue to experience this so that your mind does not forget. And unlike perhaps a fleeting smell or just a simple object which can so easily become an idol if we are not careful, unlike any of these things, he gives to his disciples a shared experience. Like the Sabbath, a rite that they can repeat over and over and over again each time Remembering the words that Christ had said to them, and each time understanding a little bit deeper the rich symbolism of the broken body and the spilt blood of Jesus Christ. Since that resurrection morning, the joy of the disciples knew no bounds. The memories of that eventful week were forever fixed in their minds. And they spent the rest of their lives with the sole purpose of spreading the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. The joy of forgiveness through faith in Him. They would never forget that Last Supper. Nor would any Christian from that time to this. Paul speaks of the Christians celebrating the Lord's Supper years and years after. A shared experience An experience to forever fix in our minds the memory of Christ's incredible gift. The new covenant experience that he offers to you and to me.